Hello, everybody. Welcome to Two Guys and Some Movies, the podcast formerly known as Reels. <laughs> uh, we decided to change the name just because there's a lot of Reels stuff out there. A, mo- a lot of movie-themed podcasts, especially ones that like have started and then just stopped, yeah. that are just still in the internet limbo, all have Reels in the title. So from now on, we will be Two Guys and Some Movies across mm. everything, right? Yep, yep. Uh, it's all changed already. We're good. It's doesn't not with podcast anymore. It's just two guys and some movies on everything. Nice. Uh, I'm TWO. T W O. Two guys, as yeah. in one, two. But no, what? What one, two? Because I'm better than you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I'm Derek. This is Dakota. Uh, we are going to be talking about a bunch of move, a bunch of TV shows today. We're going to talk about Chucky, season three, basically as a whole. Yeah, and then Monarch episode two, three, and four because we only talked about the first episode last week. Correct. Yeah, and then we will be talking about Sunshine and the new Hunger Games movie, A Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. I think it's going to be a good one. I really do. I think there's going to be a lot of arguing. <laughs> um, so let's start with movie thought. Do you have one? Uh. I completely forgot about this because we were watching so much shit. I have like a movie thought. It's it's really uh, me having trouble scoring. Oh, okay. how we're scoring worse. So like, I scored Sunshine. I'm not gonna tell you the score yet, but I scored it. Um, in the middle of like what we've been scoring Hunger Games, mm-hmm. but I like it more than all of the Hunger Games. So like, I didn't score it as high as Catching Fire, which was like, my highest ranked Hunger Games. But I, I scored it better than the other Hunger Games because it, uh, <coughs> I guess I've been scoring things based on just their, it's not like, it's not their genre. It's it's more of like what they're, like, Hunger Games is a young adult movie. Right. Like it's for a young adult and, crowd. And, si- and Sunshine is like a real, a real sci-fi movie. Yeah. And so like I graded it, like... I graded Sunshine where a 10 out of 10 is Alien, you know? Right. And then I graded Hunger Games where a 10 out of 10 is like Harry Potter 3. Right. I get you. Yeah. So, so even though, so I was like, do we need to mention that <laughs> in the scoring? <laughs> because even though I scored Sunshine lower than Catching Fire, it's still, it, to me at least, a way better movie. Yeah. I mean, so... What I do, <clears throat> because I, I don't want to go full uh, subjective, is that the right one, or objective? I don't want to go full just is it a good movie. Mm-hmm. I want to know if, like, I want the entertainment value to factor in. So what I do is if it's a movie that I just like that I know isn't a good movie, like Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Mm-hmm. I fucking love that movie. The most that movie can get for me is an eight. So, zero to eight is my entertainment factor, and then if it's going to be above an eight, I think about, is this actually a good movie? And that's when I pick it apart. And if, you know, like Catching Fire, I think it's entertainment value is there, it is a good movie, but it's not a perfect movie, I gave it a nine. You know what I'm saying? So, that's how I look at it. That's why I try not to... Because I know what you're saying. When I first started ranking movies, I would look at 
like this shitty ass horror movie that I gave an eight just because I like it. And then like I gave, you know, like Lethal Weapon one an eight. And I'm like, well, Lethal Weapon's better than that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I think it's just going to happen. Yeah, it's a hard thing to circumvent. Yeah. And that's why a lot of these uh, scales, they've been cutting down on the numbers. So it's like, it's just one through 10. You get one, all the ones. You don't even get 0.5s anymore for like IGN and stuff like that. Yeah. Or that's why a lot of people do the one, one out of five or, you know, the one through five. Because then it's just bad or awful, bad, medium, good, great. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's fair. But I don't want I don't I don't like a five because five skills not enough. It's not enough. Yeah, because like everything would be a four, like everything would be a four or a three. Yeah, you it's it's insane because the difference between the eight and a nine is pretty drastic mm-hmm. on our scale. I feel I like think. it does. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I don't think it's that big a deal. Yeah, I'll just make it a point sometimes. Be like, hey, even though, like. I guess there's an overall, I feel like there's like an overall, like, if I'm ranking this movie, if it was going to win Best Picture, you know, you can do that ranking too. Yeah. And that's like a whole different thing. But then that's also like, you just write off some movies. Like, oh, this is a comedy. Or minus five points because it's never going to get nominated. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like doing it like that. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's fine. I think... If you always... I'll just like, mention it sometimes. Right. Like, this, for, like a sci- for a serious sci-fi movie... This is a 8.5. Yeah. And it's weird because, like, we were talking about during Halloween how, like, an 8 is fucking amazing for horror. An 8, an 8.5 in science fiction realm is, like, good. But, yeah. like, there are a lot of Slight, Slightly, like, yeah. 8.5 is, like, slightly above, like, above average. Yeah. Because sci-fi movies, like, <coughs> yeah, your baseline for a sci-fi movie is freaking good. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Uh, so there was a couple bit of news points. Speaking of alien, uh, Timothy Oliphant, is that how you say his name? Oliphant. Oliphant. I believe. He is, is he starring in Aliens? He's just got a role, do we know? He's, um, he's cast in their, the FX series. The Alien series. Yeah. It's set before, it's a prequel. Yeah, I think it was like 30 years before Alien. Yeah, it's set in like 2050 or something. Um, Which is exactly when... Well, no. 70 years in the future, it says. Um, So it's like 2100. Oh, wait. It's in between between 1 and 2 when they're sleeping. Oh, I thought that's what Romulus was. I'm getting all confused now. (laughs) Um, I think it's a prequel. I think it's set... But it's on Earth. Yeah, it's on Earth. That's what it says. It's oh. on. It's on Earth. Dang, that's stuff. The uh, the more I hear about it, I don't think that Romulus, the new movie that Fetty Alvarez is doing, mm-hmm. or this series is gonna be fucking good. Like I think it's gonna be awful. I just don't think that they know what Alien is supposed to be. You know? Yeah. Um. I'm pretty sure. Uh, he plays. He's gonna play a synthetic. Oh, that'll be fun. Uh, 
the, the, we don't know. It's unconfirmed, but the rumors say that he's playing this synth called Kirsch, who is like the mentor and trainer for the main character, who is a hybrid, who is half regular human, half meta human, somehow. Which would make sense though, because if you think about, if you think about the the androids in in um, Alien and how all of their organs are very organic. You could just put, like, say, the, the, she was probably born, she's probably going to die when she was born. And they were like, we have artificial we organs. We have artificial organs, just try them out. Yeah. That'd be cool if her blood was pink. <laughs> that would be cool. That'd be gross. <laughs> uh, um, big, it's good to have a big name, especially Timothy Elephant, because he's super big. It's an FX show, and he's like, FX is golden pony. Yeah. So they, they're, they're, they're really going to get a... I like Timothy Elephant. Yeah, I don't... I don't know if I've ever ran into anyone who does not like Timothy Olyphant. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't know. The Romulus show just feels like it skews so young with the cast. Have you seen it? They're all, they're all like. You're talking about the, 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 the movie? Yeah, the Romulus movie, sorry. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> they're all like 22 or younger. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not what Alien is, you know? Yeah, it's in. It's going to be so hard because they did so good casting Numi Rapace in uh, Prometheus because it's so, like Sigourney Weaver's shoes are so hard to fill. Yeah. And she did, she's like, was perfect for it as like this. Yeah, a lot of people don't like Prometheus. I know. I just saw, I literally just saw a TikTok today about people complaining about Prometheus. And I was like, you just don't get it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm... I'm excited to have more Alien because we just went, we've been, it's been a while. Well, like, we've had Covenant, but like, that's it. Your Covenant suck. <laughs> uh, I don't like, I don't dislike as much as you did, but uh, I'm excited to have, I feel like I'm excited to have some OG Alien in our life. I'm tired of, even like, it's, even really Scott made this decision in Covenant, you know, to make it more organic, but I want like the full on biomech xenomorph back in our in our lives yeah i mean the show if it's set before i don't see how they can be on earth the whole time so like it's just weird like is it an alien show or is it just an alien show just set in the alien verse yeah it'll just be like blade runner (laughs) they they could finally put the two together because it's always been yeah ridley's producing it so he's He's behind the scenes on it. Yeah. Because it could have, you know, there was always a, I guess there there is some evidence of Waylon Utani having their sense and then whatever companies in Blade Runner having their, uh, what are they called in that? Replicants? Replicants, yeah. And they're just like, it's basically like an iPhone versus an Android. Yeah, yeah. But it's an Android versus an Android. <laughs> <laughs> So that would be cool if it was like that, and it was just like a, a world-building show. That would be cool. Um, but people will get mad. Like, There's no aliens in my alien show. Yeah, that's why we're going to... Fair enough. We'll talk about that in Monarch, because people are fucking pissed about there not being any monsters. Or oh. light on monsters. I, I think they've been doing pretty well. That's what I was thinking. Um, the other news is I, I, the, the, the Loki writer... 
he has been uh, hired to rewrite both Avengers movies. Done. Yeah. Why would they hire him? I guess, I guess um, because they must be keeping Kang then. I don't know if they are. They said they he's just, he's he's the one who's handled Kang's character this whole time. Yeah, I mean they still. I think I think it's still up in the air. I think that they're gonna see what he can come up with. Because I mean everyone did love the ending of Loki season two. I don't know a lot. I just know that people loved it. Yeah, I haven't. I've watched season one, but we never got around to season two yet. It'll probably happen later. Yeah, it's crazy that. They're scrambling like this, though. Like it's, we talk about it every week, but it's that crazy. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's nuts. Um, and then I have a rumor also. It is that Anya Taylor-Joy is Marvel's first choice to play the Fantastic Four villain. And because we heard about a female Silver Surfer a couple weeks ago, a lot of people are assuming that it's that part that they want her for. Yeah. Not that she's accepted or anything. It's just they want her. Yeah. Yeah, so... I don't think she'll take it. Yeah, I was going to say, a studio want. Yeah, I don't think she will either, to be honest. Especially with unless, how... Unless it's a one and done. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, because then I can see it. Like, oh yeah, I'll do one Marvel movie. and just Especially if that's in the contract. Yeah. I could see that, but... I don't see her taking that after... That Fury Osha trailer looks like it does, and she's gonna be like I mean, that, that's gonna be a franchise for her. I feel like uh, I think there's only gonna be one other movie. I think it's gonna be like Fury Road, Furiosa, and then another movie, and then it's gonna be like a trilogy. Of itself. I yeah. think that's what the George Miller has planned, but yeah, maybe. Uh, <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, she's in. It's like a whole. Uh, how do you explain this? Yeah. It's like a different set of... It's like a different um, subsection of nerd culture to be in like a Mad Max movie. Like you have a... It's a different fan base. But yeah. it's also like, I feel, a more serious fan base. Oh yeah, I was going to say it's more, like more adult. Hard, more hardcore. Yeah. More hardcore, <laughs> more adult. And then especially like... Um, even Mad Max Free Road, which is like super... You know, an amazing movie. I feel like if you put, like, our grandparents to watch it, they wouldn't get it. They wouldn't get why. Yeah. It's amazing. But they would... But they then, would enjoy it. But then the first Mad... The very the OG Mad Max is a freaking masterpiece, and they would understand that. That's like... Um, but the, the Mad Max, the new Mad Max, like whatever George Miller's got going on in his head, he's got some weirdness to him. It's really weird. Yeah. And it works. Um, I'm a little, we haven't talked about the trailer, but the trailer. I mean, we're, it's what, that's the next thing. Okay. Jump right into Furiosa trailer. It's Furiosa trailer. I'm a little worried because it's, um, everyone's complaining about the CG. I don't care about that. Obviously, they did not go for as much practical effects. I was like, it's a this. lot more CG yeah, than practical. They didn't go as much. But um, George Miller has, I don't know if he responded to it or if this was just like something someone pulled from the uh, like the, the campaign for, for Fury Matt Road. Fury Road. Every single shot in Fury Road had CG. 
Every single one. Even though they did all the practical fire and every, everything was CG, had CG, a CG element. He said every single one, not a single one didn't. Yeah, that makes sense. So, now I think it's just like, he's been through it. They said that it was hell on set. Especially, you know, you're filling up a, you're filling up a, uh, five or ten gallon gas tank and you use it all in one shot and then you have to wait to fill it up again and do all that he probably just doesn't want to deal with it i mean i took the movie took a long time yeah like he was making that movie for years and for one thing cg slow-mo fire looks fake so cg fire actually just looks more real when you really get down to it it looks more real than the real fire does and so I don't know what, what kind of weird situation they got going on, but uh, there's a weird tint to this movie. Yeah. And it's, like, a, it's a weird yellowness. Um, yeah. I think that, well, the people are complaining about the CG because even the car stuff is CG. Like, I don't think people are caring about the explosions necessarily. Oh, I was, I heard complaining specifically about fire. Oh yeah. I mean the fire, all the explosions look like they definitely didn't explode anything mm. in the trailer, but I think. All the car stuff looks like it's CG too, which I think is what's giving it like a, I don't know if it's the yellow, I think it's just like a clean look. Yeah. Like the cars look clean even mm. though everything is dusty. Yeah, and it's probably, it's probably really, really hard to get the, uh, the, like the effect of the tire, the tire, what the tire does to the sand to get that right. Because if that's just not right, you, you won't be able to point it out. You'll be like, but, something's wrong. But yeah, you'll just, in your mind, subconsciously, something's not right. Yeah. And that could be it. Because, like, God, I can't even, like, the interaction between tire and sand driving that fast is so would be so impossible to do. Right. But, but yeah, the cleanliness is probably a thing. It's, it's not as, I only watched the trailer once. <laughs> it's not as, it, it seems like they're trying to make it more uh, gritty and grimy than the, Fury Road, but then they're not succeeding. Almost. Yeah. I mean, I'm still excited for the movie. Yeah, the movie still looks good. I think I really am... Like, I'm most excited about seeing Chris Hemsworth as a villain. Mm -hmm. And just with his normal... Just a fun villain. A fun and, villain. And he's Australian. Yeah. I think it's going to be fun. Well, isn't all, all Mad Max is set in Australia? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but like, Chris Hemsworth was like... He is Australian. He never gets to play it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I think that fair. he's just going to have a blast. It's funny that he, like, it's funny that he just, like, quit. Or not quit, but he's taking a break from acting. But he's like, yeah, I'll still do Mad Max. That's freaking dope. <laughs> well, he probably filmed this years ago. <laughs> I thought they said that they, they just got done filming. They've been, Maybe. it's been pretty recent. But uh, it was exciting. Uh, un, like, um, it was a surprising drop. Yeah, so there's some kind of event going on. CCXP this weekend. Um, but it, that's like not a big enough event where people are gonna realize. But uh, the rumor is we're getting a Godzilla Kong trailer today or tomorrow. Also, well, it probably is playing in front of uh, minus one. Yeah, maybe. I just know. I don't know. I know it's getting dropped online. I'm pretty sure this weekend because mm -hmm. of CCXP. I, I saw. I saw. I saw posters actually. Yeah. It was a. Uh, it was like Godzilla's handprint with him in it. And then Kong's handprint in black with him in it, and then this white ape, this or white. He's white, right? He has white hair. The, the orangutan. No, he's got orange hair. He's really? Mm -hmm. I he's thought red. it was white. Well, anyway, his handprint's in red. Yeah, and it shows him, and I was like, duh. Yeah, the posters are good. Nuts. I uh, 
I saw some leaks that I won't talk about. But <laughs> the movie looked fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so overall, you think? I'm excited about it. I think it was. Um, I honestly, uh, you can't you can't take trailer footage for as done. Yeah. So I just think the footage probably isn't done enough, and he just George Miller was either pressed by the production company or or he was just like, let's get it out and get a little teaser in and like get people excited. Yeah. Um, so I, I think what we see, like you shouldn't worry about the CG because honestly, George Miller, he doesn't do a lot of movies, but they're never, they don't ever look bad. No. Um, and he, and he seems like one of the people who will take like fans criticisms and be like, Hey, like this does need to look better. Yeah, maybe. I was thinking when the trailer came out, and I was like, "George Miller didn't come up on our uh, on our director list," and it's just because his library is small, it's and it's just small. all over the place. He made Mad Max, and then he made the Happy Feet and the Pig movie, right? Yeah, the Babe movies, and then he has like different movies of different genres sprawled between. Like he did. Uh, uh, the Witches of Eastwick, which is like a black comedy. Is that the one with uh, Jack Nicholson? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he did, God, this other movie is like a historical drama. It's just, he's all over the place. But I just think that for a certain for certain people, his movies are definitely up there. You know, like, he definitely doesn't make any bad movies. Like, no one just hates Babe, you know? Yeah. I've never seen Happy Feet. Oh, Happy Feet's banging. Yeah. That's I don't it, think I've ever seen the second one, which I think he did, too. Yeah, he did it. He did Oh, both. yeah, because I remember him in an interview. He said that they approached him to do a Happy Feet 3, and he's like, I ran out of ideas. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I can't write it. Uh, and we're probably most likely going to do a series showdown up to Furiosa, I would assume. For Mad Max? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That'd be fun. I love oh, man. Mad Max. That's like a... I was like a 10, 9, 8, 10 right there. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably close to that. Yeah. Which is fucking insane. That's crazy. Uh, my daughter has never seen him, and I was telling her about this new trailer, and we watched, uh, <clears throat> we just watched the trailer for every single one of the movies, because I wanted to show her how it started out as like a normal cop show, basically, or movie, and it just turns into this, and she was like, this is fucking wild. Yeah. I was like, yeah, we're gonna yeah. watch them. Just wait. <laughs> yeah, there's um, there's a special thing. I know my my wife's probably only seen Fury Road. She probably might have seen Thunderdome, but I'm unsure. She does not like Mel Gibson though. What? Yeah, like not at all. It's weird. That's weird. I've tried to get her to watch Lethal Weapon before. It's crazy that. The first one is like the least popular because it yeah. is incredible. And people think the second one's better, and you're just not right. Yeah. <laughs> not right. Yeah, the second one's just weird. Yeah. I mean, I like yeah. the second one. Yeah. No, it's good. It's really great still. But. All right. We are going into the television shows, which we took a little break from. We we, we dropped one of the movies this week so we could catch up on certain shows. Yeah. Uh, which one do you want to talk about first? We probably should just do Chucky because I feel like Monarch's going to be like a. Do you want to talk about extra stuff that we watched? Because I did watch a couple extra things. Yeah. Okay. So I told you I was watching a couple weeks ago that I started Gilmore Girls. I was only going to bring it up 
when Every some so often. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, nothing big happened. I just want to talk about Lorelai's grandma because of how ridiculous she is. I think she's absolutely hilarious. I wish she was in it more. Yeah, people love her character. Yeah, I mean, I wish to be as petty as her yeah. one day. Like, I want to be as entitled and petty as her one day. <laughs> who's um, who's uh, Rory's little boo thing this time? You still on Dean? She just broke up. Yeah, she broke up with Dean. Just broke up with Dean after yeah. he cheated? He didn't cheat on her. She was the cheaty, I thought. Then you have a girl he was with, and then he cheated on him. No, yeah. yeah. could be wrong. That's so long ago. Yeah, I was like that might be his second boyfriend or something. It definitely ain't. <laughs> she he told her that he loved her. Do you know who all her boyfriends are? Because they're all like pretty famous people. I know most of them. I think. Like I know it's uh, the dude from Heroes. Yeah. Um, obviously the blonde kid. Yeah. That's uh, what, what's his name? I don't know. He's like the least famous. Like you're talking about the guy in the Resident, the show, the Doctor show. I don't know about the Resident. I don't know what the Resident is. Right. Chad Michael Murray. Oh, is Chad Michael Murray in the in the show? I think so. Oh. And then the one that the one that you're talking about that's in the Resident is the one that I don't know. The other blonde kid. I, I know what he looks like, but I have yeah. no idea who he is. Yeah. So yeah, I know all. So you're about to hit Jesse probably, which is. Uh, I think I'm gonna hit Tristan. I think that's. I think it's Chad Michael Murray's character because he's already. Uh, in it. I don't remember Chad Michael Murray at all, but <laughs> uh, Jesse's is a. Is a. What's funny, God, I, I don't want to. I don't. It's not like a spoiler, but Lorelai makes a joke about Jet. So you know, what's his name in real life? It's gonna make me so mad. The guy from Heroes. Oh. um... It's he has such a long last name, Milo Vinto. Oh yeah, 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 Milo, yeah, yeah, yeah. Vinta Milligula. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> so you know he played. Uh, he has this. You know how his jaws a little skewed. Yeah. And he talks with like a little lisp. Lorelai makes a Rocky joke. Oh really? That he talks like Rocky, and then <laughs> this was before he actually played Rocky's son and in. in uh, Rocky Balboa or whatever. Yeah. So it's just so funny that it all comes around. That is funny. <sighs> but yeah, I just I wanted to talk about her because she's freaking incredible. Yeah, she is. And she's pretty memorable. Maybe a hot take. I don't know. I like Emily Gilmore the most. Who's that? I think their mom or Lorelai's mom. Oh. I, I think she's the best character. Mostly because she's like, pretty petty. Do you like Luke? I do like Luke. Yeah, Lorelai's with Max right now, Rory's teacher. Uh-huh. I don't like him, even though like he's a nice guy and everything. I just don't think that they fit, you know? Yeah, they, they ain't a perfect match like Luke and Lorelai. Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, do you like uh, her, is it her best friend that she works with? Sookie? Yeah. Uh, Melissa McCarthy? Yeah. Don't love her. It's crazy that she got big from this. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, she had some more TV shows after this, obviously, like Mike and Molly. But this got her a, a starring role. Bonkers to me because I can't stand her. Mm. What, about, what about what uh, about Sean Gunn's whatever his character? is? I just don't like it. Yeah, fair enough. I don't like a lot of the what's, the town people. I just, what's funny is um, 
I remember I saw a thing about Sean Gunn complaining that he doesn't get any royalties on for Gilmore Girls. And I had seen all of Gilmore Girls. I was like, is Sean Gunn in Gilmore Girls? I, was like, I don't even remember. He ever, pops up like he's, once every three episodes for five seconds. And he's one of the fan favorites like of, of the whole show. I just don't get it. I, I I love the show. I almost like none of the characters. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like Lane, her her best uh, Rory's best friend. Mm-hmm. I don't like Sookie. I don't like Jackson. I just don't like... Uh, the only people I like are the, the petty ones that are barely in it. I like Michelle. Mm. That works at the end. Yeah. The French guy. He's fucking hilarious. Yeah, he is. He is standout <laughs> funny. Um, and then I did watch the Squid Games Challenge up to the last episode. Yeah, so did I. And I just... I really... Really do enjoy the show. I think it's... Uh, I know a lot of people complain about how dramatic it is. Obviously, they were told to be that dramatic. I don't think some people get that. Um, but I just think it adds to the ridiculousness of it. I think it's funny. Mm-hmm. And there are so many twisty turns and backstabby bullshit in this that it's just pure entertainment. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, It's insane the fact that like I'm like literally... Physically clapping when certain individuals get <laughs> yeah get eliminated because I'm like I'm, I'm literally I'm like get that bitch out of here like, exactly it's nuts man um we won't talk about it since it's pretty new still like like spoilery stuff but I like that so they needed some kind of entertainment value between the challenge like the actual challenges so they have these tests in the dorms and I feel like those are the most exciting parts of the show which is ridiculous well because it's because that most of them involve them having to pick people to go publicly yeah like you're publicly choosing someone to get eliminated yeah and, and it's, it's crazy when we get when it gets whittled down they always try to make the game as diplomatic as possible and it kind of takes away from the game i feel like yeah i mean sometimes there's some drama added like in the tile one um yeah, I missed the tile one. Oh, you didn't watch that? I wa- yeah, I, I was skipping and I was doing some of the work for the name change for the podcast while she was watching it. Because like, I was like, she was watching it and I was just there. Yeah. Uh, but she she informed me. What happened? Oh, man, if we could talk about it. <laughs> the, fact that, the fact that the one contestant didn't do their part and then the next game... The next game, the 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 only smart contestant in the whole thing tried to tries, call her on it. Tries to call her on it and get get them eliminated. And everyone's like, "What everyone's the fuck like, are, what you are you doing?" doing? <laughs> Even her, she she the, the one that did it that can that that fucked some shit up during the the previous game. She's got herself convinced that she did nothing wrong. Yeah, yeah. She's like, <laughs> she, when she gets confronted by the the lady, and she was like, "You just weren't a team player. You didn't do your part." Blah blah. blah. She's like, "I did my part. I I took my 50-50 chance." Yeah. No, you didn't. No, you, you didn't. didn't. But uh, man, I'm, I'm, it's crazy to me that they didn't involve the finale. I think it's because they didn't want spoilers. Yeah, I think so. They 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 just wanted they didn't want people to spoil the winner online, so they were like, Here. "Let's give 2 weeks for everyone to watch up until the finale." And mm-hmm. then we're and we'll give do it, you, you know. Do you like the final 3? I like 2 of the final 3. The one's just not in it. Oh wait. Oh wait, never mind. She got eliminated at the end. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's funny when they got down to like 12 people and there was like three people that I had never seen before. And I was like, I love that. We oh, followed yeah. all these people and now we just have different people to follow because there one were of, so many people. One of the people in the final three, like he's, he was barely in it aside from the last, the last two episodes. Really. Yeah. Um, but it's I'm ex- funny to pick like people and you're like, oh, they're like the main character, you know? Yeah. Like what's funny is, uh, the guy, this is not a spoiler. There's a, there's a mom and a son cup. There's a mom and a son who are there together. The son is like super famous. He's on all the news shows talking about the thing and everyone just loves him. Yeah. Cause they, the way it's filmed, he is like the main, he's like the protagonist of the first. I mean, because yeah, when you start out and you have 456 people, you're going to look for people that are interesting out of those group. And just because he's there with his mom, it already makes him more interesting. Yeah, everyone. And the fact that for some unknown reason, everyone's targeting his mom the whole season. <laughs> it's crazy. And she's old. She's yeah. like 90 yeah. years old. I'm like, what are you targeting her for? <laughs> I'm excited that we have three. So we're down to three people mm. and there's two more. Yeah, in the previews, they showed that the dinner is a game. The dinner, the, the final game. dinner is a game. Yeah. And then it's going to go into a 1v1. I'm very excited about that. Yeah. I think that's next. The 1v1 is going to be disappointing, though, I think. I feel I have a feeling. Like, yeah. it's just going to be. Because even in the regular Squid Games, the, the only reason the 1v1 ends in the, which is it is called the Squid Game, is because it's the the creator of or the owner of the squid in the show the TV, the the first TV show is that that was his childhood game yeah right right and so there's no reason they should do it <coughs> here it's gonna be so boring they're just gonna be running around no one's gonna know the rules because the rules are so confusing um, well also with the final three. One person has a very physical advantage. I feel like. Oh my god! Yeah, he is. He's so secretly jacked, and he's and, a, he's huge. Yeah, he is. Um, like you just look at his arms, you can see all his muscle striations and stuff. I'm like, God dang, this man's. He's like he played the game right. He's he's nuts. Yeah, the uh, the fact that he made it there because of someone, one of the other three, basically saved him, in the final. Like did didn't choose him in that last game. Yeah, he didn't, he did, was not involved. He never had to pick anyone. No, and like the one dude is his his buddy. Yeah, but like if I'm that if 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 it's down to the final three and I know that this dude is looking like he is and he's as physical as he is, I'm picking him. Oh, I'm getting him out. Man, my, <laughs> oh god, I can't say things. But her first pick in that game was dirty, was insane. <laughs> it was so dirty. It was insane. But then the 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 girl that everyone hates, you know, the one. Uh, when she, when she was chosen to pick, she was like, "Oh, I can't choose, blah blah blah," because they'll know they'll know it was me. I'm like, "No, you should do it because they would never expect you to do it." Exactly. And uh, she didn't, and obviously, man, dude, dude coming in and getting two of those right was impressive. It was. My like, man, you got some. We need to go meditate together because you were. I bet one, he has, like, you were in two supersonic hearing. Like yeah. every time someone got up from the thing, he was like. Well, I saw one dude get up, and you could see his desk go. Wah, wah. Yeah, I was like, "Oh, that sucks." Um, and then I did finally watch "Once Upon a Studio," the Disney hundred year anniversary short. So it was magical. <laughs> like it was so magical. It's basically 
uh, like everyone's leaving the Walt Disney Studios, uh, like the workers, and two two of them stop on the way out, and they're like, "Can't believe Walt created this a hundred years ago, or opened this a hundred years ago," and they leave, and Mickey and Minnie pop out of one of the, like one of the pictures on the wall, mm-hmm. and they're like, "It's a hundred years." It's like, "Let's get this picture going," and basically every character from the last hundred years are coming out of their pictures to take a picture together. And I mean, they have Robin Williams. They had, they use some lines, unused lines. So they got him talking. Uh, I mean, uh, what's the dude that played scar Jeremy Irons. Irons, He was there. I mean, like all these people came back to, to re record their lines and it is just magical. It really is. And it's like, 10 minutes long well, I'm gonna watch that yeah it was fun you have to you have to search it's never just right there it's called Once Upon a Studio Once Upon a Studio okay um I should have watched that when it came out but I really uh like it it would always escape my mind you know it's not something that I'm like oh yeah when I sit down and watch something I'm like let me fucking watch that a little short yeah but it was fun but that was all so I'm good to talk about Chucky now yeah, I guess, well, I, I watched The Crown a little. Oh, okay. I didn't, they released the first half of the season. And the, the first half of the season is all about Princess Diana. And then the second half of the season is like what we grew up with. Like Prince Prince William and Prince Harry are fully grown. It's like Kate, Kate Middleton's in the show. Oh, really? Yeah, so like this is what the second half of the season is going to be about. So I'm like, I think I'm one or two episodes away from finishing it. Obviously, you know where Princess Diana's story is going to end. And then we'll probably see a little bit of aftermath of it. Uh, but uh, prob- Elizabeth Debicki is playing Princess Diana. <coughs> Do you know who that is? Yeah. Um, she's probably going to win the, uh, you know, Golden Globe and Emmy and all that bull crap for this. She's more, like, she has w- ten times more screen time than the Queen. Really, it's really just her and... Uh, What's her husband's name? Prince Charles. Uh, it's really just about her and, and their relationship and her and Dodie's relationship, um, the guy she is with. But super good. Obviously, if you're, a, I feel like if you've watched The Crown already, you're gonna be watching this. If you haven't seen The Crown, you're just never gonna watch it. Yeah, we'll never, so, I'll never watch it. So, and honestly, to be honest, the first three seasons of The Crown are the freaking the bomb seasons because it's all at least for me because it's all stuff i didn't grow up with because everything you pretty much know it's hard to no, see for someone like me who i like i truly didn't i found out that uh william and harry is that their names mm-hmm. were diana's kids like mm-hmm. two years ago that's crazy because i just don't care yeah the um they're like in the show like you know she gets the kids every so often and then they go off to school in Scotland and all that bullcrap. Yeah. But there's like these famous moments that we just didn't get to live. You you were alive actually. When I she think died, yeah, I was. You, you were alive during these moments because it was like it's like 1993 and 94. Yeah, but I'm a child. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but like, there's a famous thing she did where she went to. I forget what country it was, but they were, they're post-war and they're lands are riddled with mines and like kids were dying going to school every day because they would just step on mines and so she actually goes there and like walks a minefield with just a plastic thing on her face and there's a real famous picture of princess diana with with that thing on her face that's crazy yeah 
Yeah. It is real interesting to see. I know most of the stuff, obviously, is probably, like, the overall t- telling of the story is real, but, like, the inner conversations are probably over dramatic. Uh, Dramatized? Dram- Dramatized. Dramatized? 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 Dramatized. I like it. Dramatized. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dramatized. Dramatized, yeah. Uh, like, so Dodie, who's the guy she is seeing when she dies, mm-hmm. um, he's a famous producer. He produces a lot of movies. Um, his father's super rich, and his father's always wanted... Uh, um, UK citizenship. That's weird. And, uh, yeah, it's weird. Well, no, so he's so weird. So, like, he bought her uncle's house because her uncle was king for, like, her uncle was king for maybe not even a year before he fell in love with a, he fell in love with a lady who has already, was already married once. And so, like, he, it was a forbidden love. And so he rejected the crown. It was like, I, I don't want this. I love her. So then he left. And then he was he was in cahoots with Hitler trying to get the crown back. Whatever. So he he was like, oh, this is a king's house. So he went and bought... This dude's a billionaire for whatever he did in his country. And so he bought his house from him. And he's so now he's like living as a king. And he's always wanting UK citizenship. So now he's like paying for paparazzi to get photos of his son and Diana. So that they could get married. So that he would be entitled to UK citizenship. That's so weird. And, uh, but, like, they they set it up. Was he actually the one who paid? Because it's a real famous photo. It's the first photo that she's seen, like, on a yacht with Dodie kissing. It's, like, the first photo that revealed that to who her new, who, they were together. And so, like, it'd be crazy if that really happened. But did it actually happen? And also, Dodie... Is supposed he's engaged and was supposed to ma- the time of the photo he was supposed to get married the next week to this other lady and then there's a whole conversation with her about how he sees her and he's she's like you're literally you're literally spending all this time with the most beautiful woman in the world because I guess Princess Diana was considered that when she was alive and uh, then they have their whole argument because he's like oh it's not anything blah 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 it's just my dad talks to me to look after her. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, did that actually happen? Because that'd be cool. But it's, it's, so it's just, it's it's interesting to think about, like, some episodes you watch, and at the end they'll do, like, the the credits, or, like, the tell you what actually happened. And those episodes are the coolest. Just, like, royal conspiracy theories. Yeah. Yeah, I just don't find it interesting. Yeah, the, all the, the stuff back in the day was interesting back in the World War Two days, especially when, um, God, what's his name? John Lithgow played him. So did Gary Oldman in that movie. Churchill? Yeah, Winston Churchill when he was, because he's, he's like the first three seasons. He oh, is, really? He is the prime minister. He's, yeah, that that's some incredible stuff when the queen's actually dealing with some real stuff instead of, oh my God, Princess Diana was seen with another man even though she's not married. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. So, on a Chucky, have we talked about just episode one? I don't know. Well, yeah. What did you watch? You got to watch two or three and four? Yeah. Okay. So, what happened in episode two? I forgot. 
uh, episode two was, um, uh, it was when he killed, when they're trying to get in, they're like plotting and, uh, what am I trying to say? They're getting in cahoots with the president's son to get into the white house. And then their foster mother goes and has a visit to like. It's just to go through like a screening to see if they're allowed over. Yeah. So it was just like a build-up episode, really. Pretty much, yeah. And then she dies. Yeah. So, I mean, it was still fun, like, and because the, the kills have been taken to an 11 this season. Yeah. And the mm-hmm. fact that the CIA, the CIA guy that they hired to keep the murders under wraps is, that this is when, that's the episode when they, he's only in... He's only letting the wife, the uh, the first, first lady. lady, know about the murders. So, like, the president has no idea that there's been three or four murders in the White House. Yeah, which is the one thing that I don't think is super real. Like, I, she would not be this okay with putting her kids in danger. I don't think. Yeah. Well, I think that I think it's cool. I like his character because he's like he saw that the one of the people got. One of the people were killed with the president's letter opener. And so now he's, he like full on suspects that it might be the president of the United States doing these. Yeah. Um, which I think is fun. Yeah. Uh, so then episode three, which is the flashback Nika Tiffany episode, which yeah. is by far the best episode. Always, yeah. It's, the Tiffany episodes are always the best episodes. Yeah. I think that, well, I just think that Nika is such a better character than the three kids. That just and Tiffany's story is linked to hers. That it just works better. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of fun stuff in this episode. We get spoilers for Chucky, obviously. Yeah. We get this ridiculous fake out of a dream uh, that Chucky's having of him killing Andy, and you like they let you sit with it for a long time. Like you think that. He's just killed Andy. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. And he's stabbing him right in the fucking face. Yeah. I love it. Stabbed um, him a million times. Yeah. And I like, there's just little things that are so good about this episode. Like his, he has a kill list on his phone. It's just, it's just Andy, uh, Kyle, the three kids, and then he's adding people. Yeah. Adding people that the little girl wants. <laughs> oh yeah. I hate my first grade teacher. I fucking <laughs> love that. And then, we find out that he's aging in this episode mm-hmm. because of an exorcist that happened uh, in season two. Yeah. And he goes to a doctor's office and we're like, this is super weird, but it's a voodoo doctor's office. Yeah. It's fucking it hilarious. Hilarious. Like yeah. no other franchise could pull this shit off and you'd be okay with it. But yeah, you're just okay with it. Yeah. Um, and I mean, when, when I say the kills have been taken to 11, they've been fucking taken to 11. In episode three, we get the the, the Andy fake out. Mm-hmm. And then we also get... The voodoo doll kill. Yes, the voodoo doll kill. Mm-hmm. Um, well, no, that was in episode four. Mm-hmm. Tiffany does the voodoo doll to the, to the other lady that's in special... Yeah, no, that's in episode four. What? Yeah. How? Because we st- we she's now in prison because she got arrested in episode three uh-huh. for all those murders. We like we got to see her on trial and everything, and now she's in prison because it's you know nine months later. 
which is when episode four is going on. Like, she, her timeline has caught up with the, the other timeline. Oh, really? I swore it happened in the third yeah. one. I, I, thought, I know there's another good kill in episode three, but we'll, we can talk about the voodoo kill, which might be the best kill I've ever seen in anything, because it was that good. Yeah, she's... I mean, yeah, it's pretty impressive. The The character that she's got a voodoo doll of is, like, a, supposed to be, like, a parody of Martha Stewart. Where she's, like, this evil... Well, she's a murderer. More, yeah, more... more. Yeah, she's done worse things. She's, yeah, she's, she's, a, she's a murderer, but she's also an, uh, a, a celebrity chef. Yeah. So she's in prison, and she's, like, cooking for all the inmates. And it's kind of like a show. And Tiffany has a voodoo doll of her, and she starts making her cut herself or stab herself in the back. And then she slams her head on something and then puts her hand on, on the, the grill or in, in the freaking, then douses her head in the, in the fryer. Yeah. And it just goes on and on and on. And it's ridiculous. And it was fucking awesome. Yeah. And everyone's just like, what's going on? Yeah. I filmed. fucking loved it. Yeah. Um, and Episode four is when they're they actually infiltrate the White House for the Halloween party. For the Halloween party, uh, it's all just like what happens there is ridiculous too. He drops the chandelier on a bunch of guests, and it freaking big mom chandelier. Yeah, too. it fucking smashes all of them, and they introduce this this nanny lady who was all like. I don't know what it is about this show getting rid of all these quirky characters right after they introduce them. But, like, they introduce this quirky this quirky nanny and then they fucking cut her face off, like, in the same episode. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, the show's great. It's just it's something different every week and it's just... Yeah, you never know what you're going to get. Yeah. And, like, it's one of those shows where I, I do kind of like what you do with uh, the Santa Claus where I'm like, ugh. I don't want to watch this. And it it comes on and I'm like, God, this show is so good. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Um, so we had a long wait for the next half because they are currently filming the second half of the season now. Uh, what do you think? Like, do you think that this is going to be the end? Because Chucky is old and dying. I don't know. They'll probably find some way. Some way. And here's the thing is that uh, Brad Dorif is quite old. Yeah. And, like, he looks a little rough the last few times I've seen him. I wonder if he's, like, literally trying, like, like they're like, we need to end this before. To, like, finish his legacy? Yeah, before he's, like, over this shit and wants to retire. He might be over it already. Yeah. I know that the, even when, when the show was even being started, I think he had his... Um, like he was hesitant to do the voice. Even yeah. though it's just voice like he's just doing the voice acting, but he is getting old. Yeah. Because like this this seems like it it could be I mean, episode or the end of season 2 almost felt like an end. That that final episode. Mm-hmm. But this really feels like they're building up to like have a this be the final Chucky thing. Did they kill Kyle? Mm. Yeah, so she's still because she has she was with, she's with Glenn, or Glinda, right? Um, I don't think so. Glenn and Glinda were well, fused well, back together, or were put back into one body. Oh, 
and then they just went off. What happened to her? Because she was she was the one driving the van in season two when they got uh, Nika out of the out of Tiffany's house. Yeah, have we just not seen her since then? I think when when Andy, we don't even know what Andy's doing really either. No, because when when Andy Andy and her showed up at the school. And they helped them kill the final Chucky. They thought it was the final Chucky. And then they just leave. Yeah. And it's weird that the kids haven't told them. Maybe they have. I don't know. We'll see. But it really does feel like this could be the end. But I, I would wish that they would do one more movie. Mm-hmm. To like really bring it all together. You know? You might. Just save the... Just do the season and then finish it off. Yeah. But I mean, the show is very fun. And do, do a, a whole twist on it, make uh, make it all of the, the the kids and Andy and Skyler going after Chucky, and it's just we follow Chucky the whole time, and he's just trying to survive these attacks because he's old. And it's just a flip it. They're fun. they're like coming in. It's like a it's like a horror movie, but Chucky's your your final girl. That'd be a cool. That would like, be cool. Let me go contact Don Mancini. I and I'm that. telling you, I would la- I would have him. I'd have him finish everyone, I think. And, like, I would have him win because he's just... And then die of old age. And then die, yeah. I'd have him win and then die. And that's how I would have it. I'd have it bleak as hell because out of all the killers, he's got the most personality. And I think that people watch for Chucky. People don't watch... I feel like people don't watch things for Michael. They watch things for Lori Strode. Mm-hmm. And they don't watch things for Jason. They just watch for him to do stupid shit. They watch for the kills, you know, necessarily. Yeah. People watch Chucky for Chucky. So I, w- I would have him win. <clears throat> That'd be cool. Yeah. We should totally email him. <laughs> um, and then we have Monarch, which is also, we're talking about episode two, three, and four. Mm-hmm. So... Spoilers for Monarch, obviously. Um, Episode two is... God, this is a hard one to talk about because it's all the jumping around. Mm -hmm. The the kids uh, in the modern time, this is when Monarch is coming after them and they're all freaking out. Yeah. And then in the past, we went further in the past to see how those characters all met. And started Monarch. Yeah. So, what do you think of this episode? Because uh, I think that this one and episode one really work together. And, like, they set this whole groundwork. And the show really shines, especially in the past, I think. Yeah, well, the past is just seems like it's more fun. Yeah. Um, because it's dealing with... It's like a discovery. It's um. um... It's like they're treasure hunting, but they're hunting for monsters. Exactly. <laughs> it's pretty yeah. fun. Exactly. Uh, that's not the one where they, where we see Godzilla, is it? It's the next episode. That's the next episode. That's the one where they go and they meet Bill and they, just they randomly run into him. Yeah, in the forest. And then... they. That's when they discover that they're uh, feasting on radiation or they're attracted to radiation. Yeah, and then they find the ship. The ship. Yeah, the the ship that's in the middle of the of the woods. Oh yeah, the big yeah. boat. Um, 
yeah, I think the show shines in the past. I think the characters are a little bit better in the past also. Yeah, they also put this... Um, they have a lot of characters in the past that are, have cameras that are filming. And so when they, they'll show you the clips that they're filming and the, they look like the 1950s. Yeah. Godzillas. Right, it looks cool. Um, I don't know. So as we watch more, my, this feeling lessened. But initially, I always felt like it was a love triangle in the past. Even though... I thought about it. Yeah, like, it just seems like it could have been there. Like, Lee definitely loves uh, Dr. Kira. Kira? Yeah. Mura. That was a K. I think it's M. Oh, okay. Um, But she obviously marries Bill Randa, who is... John Goodman's character from Kong Skull Island. Yeah. So, oh my God. So the two kids that found out that they are brother and sister, yeah. half brothers, their grandfather is John Goodman. I did not know that. Yeah. They're they're both that his he is Bill Randa and they are Kentaro and Kate Randa. Dang. Um, I think, or at least. Watching episode two, I was like, I don't know if maybe Lee is actually one of their grandmas, or grandparents, or is actually both their grandparents, and, and, uh, what's their father's name? Hiroshi? Yeah, I think so. Hiroshi might be his kid. Yeah. Um. Because he, he does talk about how he's a special kid, and blah, 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 all yeah. the time. But by the time we get to, like, episode four, I don't think, I don't necessarily think that anymore. Yeah, it feels unnecessary. Yeah. But it would just be to, if they're going to kill Kurt Russell, and they find that out right before, because then they make him care more. Right. Um, but I do like the whole dynamic that they have. So it's like, these three random people, he's a military, she's a scientist, and he's a ex-military, lights, cameras, wants to prove monsters exist. Yeah. And they just make Monarch. Like, it's just them three at yeah. the start. And it's also nice to watch um, how, like, he understands how the government works and knows they need money for Monarch funding. Right. But uh, they're like, oh, no, we got to worrying about the... Uh, we can't hurt. We got. We can't hurt the monsters. We gotta learn about them. And he's just like, if you do that, we're out of money. <laughs> right. So, exactly. So like, you gotta accept some. You gotta take some. I don't know. There's some saying about that. <laughs> yeah. So people, I, I told you, people are complaining about there not being enough monsters. There's a monster in every episode. So far, second one showed the bat. Yeah. So there was a bat creature that was. Living on the ship, yeah, and then, and then there's the the third episode is when we see an old footage of Godzilla, yeah, and then the and, we and, also the, see the, and the, the the mole creature, the mole thing, and then then the fourth episode, there's more of the mole, yeah, more of the mole, crazy weird, I don't understand it, the mole, it's weird, I man. love it, yeah, um. The mole is cool. When it came out, I was like, is that a mole? Yeah, when it came out, I was like, what the hell? I was like. That's a Titan mole. Yeah. I was like, this is so fucking cool. It is cool. <laughs> um, with with pangolin scales. Yeah, and it breathes ice, which is awesome. It sucks heat. Oh, yeah, that's true. It doesn't breathe ice. It <laughs> sucks heat. There's not even a... Um, yeah. So then, on the other side of the episode, 
the modern characters, the grandkids and his ex-girlfriend are on the run and they, they find Kurt Russell at like a nursing home for monarch employees. It's yeah. like a weird monarch prison and they break him out and that's when the episode ends. Uh, so yeah, like I thought that was a good episode. Yeah. And then episode three starts right there. Yeah, they're uh, on a um, what are those called? Like a ferry or like a boat? They're on a f- they're in the van that they left in, and they're on a boat. Right. And then everyone's like, they're it's about them arguing. They're like, my my dad got disappeared in Alaska. Why are we going to Korea? Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah, and then they, they something's going like they have these papers from their grandfather mm-hmm. or from their dad, I guess. But I think the grandfather's papers are in there too, because we—that's why we we show they showed him throw it into the water, John Goodman. Oh it's yeah, that, it's those papers, and so his son found them. Now the grandkids have them, mm-hmm. um, and Kurt Russell knows something about. There's something with those papers that they're not telling us. Yeah, Kurt Russell knows something, yeah. and and the one guy from Monarch that's coming after him knows that. He knows something, mm-hmm. but we don't know what it is. Yeah, I, and I, I bet if it has something to do with that crack in episode four. Oh yeah, he knows. I think there's something sleeping. I, I wonder if it's a big uh, villain. I was like, well, I wonder. This is in between Godzilla and King of the Monsters, so it could just be about Ghidorah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but Ghidorah was uh, frozen in Antarctica. Antarctica, yes. Yeah, so Unless they moved him there. What if he's frozen in Alaska and they move him to Antarctica? The head. Yeah. I don't know. Um, so, yeah, they they meet Kurt Russell and he's... There's something weird about Kurt Russell, too, because he should be a lot older looking than he is. Yep. And they reference that. They're like, oh. You should be like a hundred and something years old. And he's like, just good genes. Yeah. So there, there's something there, too, that's going on. So it's weird. Um... And then in this episode in the past is when we get to see that they, they, they got the money from the military, but they need to prove that the monsters are real. So they're using a bomb to lure out Godzilla. And we get to see Godzilla before the 2014 Godzilla, even. And he is slim and... He looks smaller, yeah. Yeah, he's definitely smaller. Uh, I think they make it a point that... So in Godzilla King of the Monsters, after they blow him up again to like get him supercharged to fight Ghidorah, they talk about how he got bigger. Mm-hmm. And the design's always just a little different in every movie. I think this is supposed to explain why. Just like when he gets these big pumps of radiation, he mutates, you know? Yeah. Because I don't know if you know, the Godzilla community is fucking crazy. And they're like... Like, oh, his spine, his spine is different on this movie. I'm like, why is his spine is different? <laughs> <laughs> and like, they got, they got fucking different pictures, and they got red circles all over them. You know, and they're like, they're going crazy. Like, yeah, people love Godzilla. They do. They love Godzilla. Um, so I think this is a great way to explain why he's going to look different. It looks different in all of them, and he's going to look different again in the new movie. Yeah, because I've seen some toy leaks, and he looks different. Really? Yeah. It's drastic. He's getting he's getting an upgrade in this next movie. Nice. Uh, God, this next movie is gonna be so cool. Because <laughs> I just think 
I just want to see. Well, I want to know why the the orangutan is like. Why would he be fighting Kong? I don't know. We'll watch all. We'll watch those movies before. Yeah. And then uh. Yeah. Um, I wish that they would have shown Godzilla still standing there. I know it wouldn't have made sense. Just, like, just tanked it. Yeah, just fucking. <laughs> yeah, it would have been so cool. It would have been cool, but they, they didn't had even to... they didn't even show the mushroom cloud of it at all. No. But they 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 had to have thought that he would have died then, because then otherwise twenty fourteen Godzilla wouldn't have made sense, you know, because they would have still been on high alert. Yeah. Because after this, after they blow him up, Monarch is still like a a small little thing, and by the seventies when Skong Cole Island. Kong Skull Island takes place. The military still doesn't really care, or even know, because John Goodman's still a fucking psycho trying to prove that monsters exist. Yeah. So, they just think they handled it. They're like, oh yeah, we killed Godzilla, and it just kind of dropped from there. The um, there's one thing in the show that I, w- I wanted to reference because it's never in any movie ever. I've ever seen it's never shown is the relationship between Dr. Kira and like the general or the fact that he's talking about when they talk about the bombs being dropped on Japan and she's like still salty about it because it was recent yeah and no one ever because like nowadays like Japan's fine like there's no bad blood be- between Japan and, and America right really but even when they show back then and you have a Japanese character and an American character. They never show any hatred. Right. But this is like, they talk about it and she gets all, all like emotional about it. and Or or they like are kind of uh, walking on eggshells around the, that subject with her. Yeah. Uh, which is, it's, I've never seen in anything before. Yeah, I think that even with the, it's, I mean, it's definitely a choice. Because with the first episode, the reason Lee gets sent to her. I guess in the, in the beginning of the second episode. The reason they send him to her to protect her is because he stood up for uh, a Korean girl that was, that some other... Oh, in the bar. Yeah, that mm-hmm. was some other uh, military people were messing with. Yeah, yeah. So they already know that he has the kind of character to, you know, not be prejudiced or racist so that's why they send him. So, like, it's definitely all there, you know? Yeah. And it is a fun choice, because even though I just recent, I just watched the, the original Godzilla, there isn't even any hate or animosity in that, and that was just ten years after the bombing, which yeah. is crazy to me. Yeah. Like, they, they definitely talk about it and how awful it is in that movie, and it, that movie's dismal, but it's not like any hatred towards America, which is crazy. It's just how Japan is. Like, that's how their culture is, you know? Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, I like that, too. And I like that she even tried to stop it, and he had to run her down. Yeah, yeah. Because it's not even, like, I don't even think she just necessarily... I mean, she obviously didn't want to kill Godzilla, but it's just, like, also, why use a bomb? You know, to do it. Like, it's kind of like a... I mean, what else s- are you going to use? A symbolic gonna, thing, though, you know? Yeah, it's symbolic, <laughs> but, like, what else are they going to use? They don't have a freaking death ray or something. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, 
And then, so in this episode, they ended up in Alaska, the, the modern people. Yeah. And that's when we get the mole, and it ends on a cliffhanger with the mole about to attack them. Really? Yeah, that's how episode three ended. He, oh, episode three. Yeah, episode three was like... Yeah, yeah. Froze the one dude, turns toward them, and fucking cuts. I was like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. God damn. Yeah, yeah. I think you're talking about episode four. I was like, no, it didn't. So yeah, I really liked episode three again. Yeah, episode three was nice. Going to Alaska's fun. Seeing the mole was fun. I don't yeah. think you said people are crabby about not having a lot of monsters. Well, that, I think that, there's plenty. Even um, I don't even think. I think one episode is only like forty minutes long. Yeah, and so it's just. Not you, only are they they're complaining about not being not having enough monsters. Is it just Godzilla in general? It might be just Godzilla. Like. They're just mad that it's a lot of human drama. I'm like, but these these are better characters than we've ever had <laughs> yeah. in a fucking Godzilla movie before. Like, ever. Not just a monster verse. Ever. These are the best fucking characters we've ever had. Yeah, like, the whole mystery with Lee, in general, is just the best thing we've seen in Godzilla. Yeah. Um, it's funny... Um... <laughs> It's funny that, uh, how do I say this? It's like, this is, this is going to be weird. This might be a hot take. Okay. But, like, Kurt Russell's at that age where he just doesn't care anymore. Yeah, he doesn't. But, like, he's, <laughs> he's doing this role, and the fact that he doesn't care, and you feel like he's just rolling up on set and just, just, just living this character, or pretty much living, like, Kurt Russell, um, makes his if it makes me feel like his acting is ten times better than everyone else because everyone else is like, everyone else is trying to be super serious and like this is my first major role. I've never been in anything and right. like, I got to take this seriously. And Carl Russell's like, ah, this is like I do this in my sleep. Yeah, and he's just chilling. <laughs> but like he, his character is more believable and like he he feels more in that world than they do, even though you can tell that they're really trying hard. To do it, but he's just like I've done this my whole life, and it just comes off as um, his 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 acting just seems standout to me as opposed to everyone else. Yeah, I think it him and then the flashback Doctor Kiora, she's really good too. Her all, well, honestly, her and then the guy playing jo Young Jack Goodman's good. Uh, Jack is his name. Jack Russell. Is his name Jack? Who? Kurt Russell's son. Like in real life. Is oh, Jack? I don't know his real name. He's like Wyatt. Wyatt, you're right. Uh, he. He's like he's really good, but he doesn't. He's not as good as. Yeah. The other two. I think it's one of those things like. It's kind of they picked a a person, who would just be able to come in and act because they've been doing it their whole life, and he's supposed to be playing a character who has dealt with monsters his whole life, so it just works. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So then on, on to episode four, and this is when, this is the first time the show dipped for me, and that's just because there is no past characters, there's no past storyline. Well, is there really? There, the, the, the past storyline is Kintaro and Sam's relationship. Oh, yeah, yep, yep. Spent um, a lot of time on that. Yeah. So we, we split the episode with their meeting and their early relationship, and then what's going on in Alaska. Uh, and not having the 50s characters really hurt the episode for me. I'm hoping that we're just not done with them. Because, like, 
we're at a point where we could be done with them. We saw how Monarch started, how it got its military funding, and then, and like that could be it. We could just we see it in the seventies in Kong Skull Island, and then we see the present, and like you can infer what happened. Yeah. But I hope that's not the case. You yeah. know, I hope that this was just because we needed the 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 relationship between Kentaro and Sam that they just put that on the back burner for, you know, later. Yeah. Uh, the episode still wasn't bad in, by any means. I just felt it. Like, it felt a little bit long, you know? Um, well, they spend so much time on that, and then, like, he has his... They spend a lot of time on Kentaro's, like, uh, vision... Like, being in the cold, his, like, vision of his dad and of his artwork. And they spend so much time on it. Yeah. But, and then the, I feel like the, um, the art, the scene where they split, where he's just like, I'm not gonna go. It's very, like, Kurt, Kurt Russell's, it was, it was kind of like, no, there's no way this would happen. But also, Kurt Russell's like, I'm not dealing with this. We're, we're all freaking starving and dying and freezing to death. So you can go do whatever you want to do, and we'll go do our way. Yeah, well, I also think... Well, he said that this place is... He says this place is stranger than you'll ever know. Mm. When they ended up back at the campsite, and they walked in a circle. So I'm wondering if he knows something about this place. uh, And just knew that Kentaro needed to have his little... His excursion. Yeah. We we, we we don't know. Um... But we get to see more of the the mole, the mole, I mean the mole monster is a just a looming threat this whole episode, mm-hmm. chasing them, uh, coming up to attack them several times, and we find out that he does absorb heat, and that's what he like that's what he eats basically. Yeah, and he destroys the last. Um, he destroys her laptop, which is the last. The, the only thing they had of those papers that from John Goodman. Yeah, because they had to well they had to use the papers for the fire because the one like the the papers that were in the tent. Yeah. They had to use that to build a fire because uh, Sam fell in water and was going to get hypothermia. Yeah. And I don't think she would have made it honestly. That's yeah. How long? <laughs> and and uh, on the ferry, they dumped the old files of them. The like. I don't even know what those were, but they were like old hard, like old nineteen twenties hard drives. Yeah, uh, thrown in the water, so they dumped those, and then the oh, because he was like, oh, I have copies on my laptop. Yeah, and then the the um, mole monster freezes her laptop, freezes it to the point, like not like freezes, freezes. Yeah, like you can just shatter it. And Kurt Russell, when he realizes that it's frozen, he is pissed. Yeah. So, like, there's definitely something on those papers or on those files that he wants for some reason. We don't, I don't know. And, uh, and that was, is that how the, that's how the episode ended? Yeah, so, um, Kentaro got to a base that had a radio, radioed for help, uh, got Mm -hmm. sent helicopters, they get, they get Kentaro, he shows up where they're, right when they're getting attacked by the mole monster, they get in, they're flying away, and then when they land, I don't know where they landed at, but when they land, it's the guy from Monarch. Monarch Tim. Is, 
Sure. And his name, yeah, okay. his name is Tim. Tim from Monarch, <laughs> they land, and he's like, hey, hey, Colonel Lee. Yeah. How's it going? Long time no see or whatever. And, and it was good. Cuts. God. Yeah, see, it, didn't, it still ended good. It was just one of those, it really was those one of those episodes where we're just seeing relationships. Mm-hmm. And, but, like, there was enough monster mayhem that I wasn't super bored. Yeah, no, I, I'm quite enjoying the show. It's crazy that people are so mad about it. it. Maybe it is just because there's no name monsters. Like, it's not Godzilla, or it's not Mothra, you know, or King Kong. Well, the bat, though, he has a name, doesn't he? he he's very similar to a Toho monster uh, called Baragon, I believe. Yeah, yeah. But but no, Baragon has a big old tail, doesn't he? Yeah, he's got a big old tail, and and uh, it's not him because they only have the rights for Godzilla, Ghidorah, Rodan, and Mothra. Oh, and Mecha Godzilla. So they don't have any of the other rights, which is a shame because I wish some of the other monsters would show up. Yeah. Um. Who's the one with the drill hands? Uh, Gigan, I believe, is his name. I like Gigan. And he goes from slicer hands, and then he gets drill hands. I oh, I thought the slice hands was a different, different character. Maybe. There's a lot of them. So, like, yeah. Megalon is one of them. Gigan is one of them. And, like, they could, it could be one of them has drill hands, one of them has slicers. What about the Jet? What's his name? Jet Jaguar. Jet Jaguar. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what he is, actually. Is he an android? He's a, a mech suit. Oh, okay. That gets, it becomes sentient over time. Nice. These fucking... He's running kung fu, kung fu against Godzilla. Yeah, he's only in one movie, I think. Hilarious. Which is crazy. I've I, So, I watched all the, the Showa-era Godzillas. Um, which is most of them. It's like... Like almost half. There's probably 15 fucking movies, and the movies are awful most of the, most of the time. But all of those big, like, there's a few big movies in there, and Jet Jaguar, the Jet Jaguar movie is one of them. It's him and Godzilla have to team up against the Drill Man and Ghidorah, and it's just a two v two. It's fucking epic. <laughs> hey, so. Because I haven't seen a lot of, most of the Godzillas. Have you ever seen the one with Space Godzilla? No. So, the the Shogun era uh, has, I mean, Mecha, Mecha Godzilla, um, Ghidorah, Rodan, Mothra, all of them, all throughout. And then the next set of movies are the Haste, they're called the Haste, it's the Haysai era. And... That's probably the most uh, thought out whole era. Like, it's all very canon based. Like, every movie directly ties into the next. And that's where Space Godzilla is. He's in the second last movie. Those movies were owned, or were, had just the distribution rights for America were owned by this company that went under. And they haven't come out since like 2000. So those movies sell on eBay for a ridiculous amount of money, and you can't get them. But can you stream them? They're not streaming anywhere. Uh, you can get them on blue, on DVD, like you can't even get them on Blu-ray. 
Well, they need to fix that. Like, and uh, the only one I've seen, I think, is Godzilla versus Biolante, which is the the plant one that we had on VHS. Uh-huh. That VHS goes for like seventy five dollars. Dang. Oh like, yeah, we need to find that thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because like I watched, it was the first thing I did when HBO Max came out, before Godzilla versus Kong. I was like, I'm gonna watch all the Godzillas, and they have every Showa era movie, and I watched every single one of them, and I was like, all right, where are the Heisai? They're nowhere. You're spending hundreds of dollars to walk to get them off eBay to watch them on DVD. Dang. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, there are rumors that someone that that company that bought the other one out is finally going to release them because Godzilla's getting so big. But it makes sense. Yeah. This is free money. Yeah, and like those are the ones that hard Godzilla fans are like, these are the fucking movies. Because that has not only does it have Space Godzilla, but it also has a uh, Orga. Oh, Orga's good character. Yeah, and Destroya, who... Destroya was really good. It's big. Destroya's yeah, huge. Huge, and he's the one that finally, in that timeline, he like he kills Godzilla. Yeah, Destroya's like... He, he looks like a big old bull, doesn't he? Oh, yeah, he's, he's got in, two big horns. And he's, yeah. He's got wings, too. He's a big old dragon. Yeah. He's huge. Yeah, he's massive. Yeah. So, like, that era is the one Godzilla fans really, really like. And it's crazy you can't get that. <laughs> it was funny, it's like... Half the people watching this, because you know Godzilla is like a real niche thing. They're like, what are they talking about? Space Godzilla? <laughs> <laughs> like, you don't know about Space Godzilla? Yeah, I was like, I'm pretty big, pretty big Godzilla fan. Yeah, it's funny. Um, and then that fine. The, there's only one more era, or I guess there's we're technically on the fourth era now. But the third era are all those crazy movies like Final Wars and Tokyo SOS and like the real campy super Japanese anime ones mm-hmm. which I've seen several of those I haven't seen all of them but it's a shame that that middle ones I can't get yeah I'll look into that I'm gonna look into it see if I can find them find them download and download them probably yeah, yeah. that'd be nice because we should watch all the Godzillas or something <laughs> God that's like watching all the James Bonds it's insane yeah it's a lot it's like 35 movies have you seen baby Godzilla uh, what was it called? Godzilla's Son. Son of Godzilla. Yeah. Is that one of them? I mean, I have seen one. I have. He has a a son in the Showa era and in the Heisai era. Okay. So I've definitely seen some. His name is uh, Manila. Manila. <laughs> yeah, like mini, a folder. Like mini. Like mini. Uh. <laughs> in the in the Showa era, and he's oh, he's awful. <laughs> like every movie that he's in is fucking atrocious. Yeah. I told my wife about Baby Godzilla and she did not believe me and she looked it up and she was like, "You're right." I said, "I know." <laughs> well, there's Baby Godzilla's in the 1998 one too. With uh, Matthew Broderick. Oh. Yeah, there's tons of oh, Baby yeah. Godzilla's. He's he's basically a staple character. People don't uh talk about that movie. <laughs> no. Like that, that I want to watch the... it. I want to watch it cuz I've only seen it like twice when I was a kid. And I know I really liked it, but it's probably terrible. It's one of those things like I loved it as a kid because I was eight when it came out. Yeah, it yeah. Was like, it was awesome. But that's one of those things that's still super hot in the Godzilla community because Toho owns that character still and they've changed his name to Zilla and he's not Godzilla. He's just like this lesser creature and the people that like that movie are like, He's fucking Godzilla to me. He's always Godzilla. <laughs> and it's just an argument to this day. And like, bro, that movie's fucking 25 years old. <laughs> yeah, he's really small in that movie, too. He's a lot smaller than uh, I, the current Godzilla's for sure. Yeah. But Godzilla's just kept getting bigger. 
throughout the years, honestly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, now on to any... Did you watch any extra movies? No. So I did watch Godzilla, the original. Yeah. Because we are watching Godzilla Minus One this upcoming week. Yeah, that will be our new movie. Freaking so pumped. Yeah. I have tickets for your Showtime, too, nice. already. Um, I mean, the movie's... The movie's excellent, obviously, the original. Uh, it plays like a mystery for the first half, where it's like, you obviously know the movie's called Godzilla, and there's going to be a giant monster, but it's like this, like, is it a giant monster? Is it something else? And they really play with it. Um, and I was a little taken aback about how bad the original, like the 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 first reveal is because it's these people on this island and then you can like see over the mountain and then his head just pops up <laughs> and it's like that's your that's your first reveal you're not having him pop out the water it's supposed to be how massive he is you know yeah i think that they wanted to show you how he's he's massive but they didn't want to show you the rest of him yet and i was like that's a little weak but the movie plays just incredibly uh sad like it's just a depressing movie you know because it's all about atomic you know the atomic war or like bombs and everything in the, the aftermath of it all mm -hmm. and uh it's not it's not like oh god it's not one that i would watch a lot because it's just so depressing and i'm kind of glad that the they have the americanized version you know about the two different versions, right? I don't think so. Oh, so they took footage from the original movie and they just added a, an American actor and then they shot additional scenes to make it make sense and it came out a couple years later everywhere. And that movie's obviously a little bit more fun. It's not as good. It's it's nowhere near as good as the original. But yeah. it's it's like, do you want to watch some Godzilla and have some fun? It's more like that. Um, but like this movie's dark like there's a scene where this woman is like Godzilla is attacking and she has her three kids and she's just like alright this is it we're gonna be with daddy soon we're gonna be with daddy and she's like fucking crying and it's just like my god it's just yeah it's just showing the like the, the yeah you know the, the atrocities horror, yeah, the of atomic bombs um which I think what what this new one's gonna this be new like. one is yeah, yeah yeah I think it's that's why I wanted to watch this I wanted to because this is the first time we've ever gone back and it's like a a true reboot you know mm. um and so I did want to say like after the the first reveal reveal there's a second reveal where he's attacking some ships on the ocean and he does stand up and he's just fucking cool even back in the day. Uh, and I was reading, they made his his scales and his bumps look like the scar tissue that would have happened if you survived the blast. Oh. Like, that is awesome. That is cool. That's fucking awesome. Uh, and then there's like a subplot. I guess it's not a subplot. The, Dr. Kurosawa, or no, Shurizawa, uh, he's come up with this new weapon of mass destruction, which just liquefies all of the air in a in a blast radius 
and even though it's the only thing that they can use to kill Godzilla, he still doesn't want to do it because he knows it'll if people know about it, they'll use it in war and it'll be worse than the atomic blast. Yeah. yeah. And so he decides that he's going to get rid of all of his records and he's going to kill himself to to kill the to to set the bomb off and kill Godzilla at the same time so no one can use it. So it's like it just hits you from multiple ways of how awful the bombings were. Yeah. And it just, it's depressing. <laughs> <laughs> it really is depressing. But I gave it a nine because it's that good. But I would not watch it over and over again because I was sitting there. I was high and I was like, my gosh, it's about to make me cry. <laughs> I was like, God's all about to make me cry. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, God. I do need to watch it. Yeah. I'm going to watch the, uh, I'm going to watch the American version having this fresh in my mind just to see because I remember more about the American version because that was just the only way we could watch it for yeah, years. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the only one I've seen. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, dude, the Japanese one's good. Um, all right. On to the rewind. Man, I knew this was going to be a long episode because yeah. I fucking love Godzilla. <laughs> yeah. uh, next episode, we actually have more Godzilla to talk about. Yeah. Uh, uh, all right. So what do you think about Sunshine? I mean, Sunshine's freaking great <laughs> it really is uh so i have a i had a little bit of an epiphany kind of i had a, the last time i'd seen this movie i was probably like 16 years old and like i knew who hp lovecraft was but i didn't like know anything i didn't really learn his style until after playing bloodborne this movie is basically Lovecraft if the sun was an eldritch horror. Yeah. It really I, is. I'm so glad that you thought of that this I picked up on that because I do have that the sun is I don't have it as an eldritch horror. I have the sun is like a uh like an antichrist. Yeah, it it really is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cuz it's it's crazy cuz Searle quotes Pinbacker where he's he when he says we're all just stardust, and that's what Pinbacker says, uh, at, and Searle has no idea that like, but they both bask in the sun, right, all the time. And I'm like, the sun's talking to these motherfuckers, and it's trying to end humanity. Yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, so it's just it's so it's a different revelation that I had. Yeah, on my first... You thought they just crazy. Exactly. My first playthrough... Or my first playthrough. <laughs> the first time I watched this movie, I just thought the sun was driving them insane. Yeah. But it's not that. The sun is an entity that is... Like, that is influencing them. Yeah. It's crazy. It is. It's fucking good. Uh, the, the... I mean, the, the opening shot... Where you are, it looks like you're coming in on the sun, and then it it's rotates, and it's just the the shield mirror. Mm. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god! The sun looks incredible in this movie. Yeah, and it's crazy because it's so old. No movie, I don't think this any movie has an aesthetic like this movie where it's just sun. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I, told, I told my I told my wife for Halloween we should get the we should get the golden the golden astronaut suits from from Sunshine. They're it's ridiculous, like, man. Yeah. yeah, they're insane. <laughs> uh, 
Man, there's so much stuff that is so great about this movie. Uh, one, I think, is the crew. Is that every single one of them are a character, and they're all a good character. Yeah. And, and they're all, like, even the characters that you're supposed to hate, like the second-in-command, he, uh, like, it still makes sense. And it's, like, serious. And there's, and one thing about it, there's none, they're all serious about their job. None of them are, like, none of them are, like, the pilot. You know, the, you know, the pilot that they were like, oh, yeah, he's the best pilot in the league, but he's, like, doing it, smoking weed and drinking all the time. And like, oh, I got it. I got it. You know, all, oh, yeah. all the crews have one of those. But this doesn't. This is, like, super serious. That's because it is super serious. You know, if they fail, humanity literally dies. Yeah. And uh, it's fun, too, because, like, there's a, the moment in the show where the the moment in the movie where they're, like, oh, we have to kill... For us to have enough oxygen left to get to finish our mission, we have to kill three people or whatever. My wife was all about that. She's like, yeah. She's like, I would kill this person, this person, this person. And I'm just like, oh, okay. Like, this is crazy. And uh, so we got into a little debate about who we, who we would kill. But she wanted to kill Chris Evans. I'm like, he's the only one who is reasonable. He's the, he's he's the, the one only one making fucking sense. Yeah. <laughs> if you would have listened to him, it wouldn't have even, you guys would have lived. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But there's like uh, Pinbacker's first speech, like the, the little clip they have of him when he's like kind of going, when he's like kind of going crazy and they don't know what's going on. It's so yeah. good. His final, not his final speech, but his speech when uh, Killian Murphy finds him in the sun bay, and he's just like, he's like, there will be a tiny moment in, there will be a tiny moment in history where there's. Uh, there's only one man and ju- and God left, and he's like, "Am I that man?" Yeah, I'm like, my "Oh my God. God, it's so good." Yeah, and then he's Killy Murphy goes, "My God," and he's like, "No, not yours." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's it. Yeah, it's good. I was like, "That's insane." That's <laughs> so good, and the fact that that's Mark Strong just makes it even crazier. That it's like the, this cast is insane. Yeah, it really is. Isn't it? It's an intense movie, mm-hmm. like. Because it is very serious, and they all do take it very seriously. Um, but I also, so I noticed this this time. Anytime he is on on screen, uh, Pinbacker, mm. oh, yeah. it's all just like... It's annoying. It is annoying. It's too much. But it's, be, it's because he is literally getting enlightened. Like, he is not just human anymore. He is distorting time and space around him you really think, I, I like i legitimately think that he is and it is annoying yeah like from bad. a filmmaking perspective well, just, just a viewing yeah a viewing it's perspective but stupid. like i literally think the sun is he is above humans yeah you know yeah. he is enlightened which is bonkers but i fucking it's love a cool it. decision i would ask that would be uh, interesting to ask Danny Boyle. Yeah. Um, well, did he write this movie? Is um, Danny Boyle a writer, director, or just a director? I don't know. This is the only movie of his I like. <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, the fucking music is epic in this movie. The whole time. Like, oh my god. No, the, everything about this movie is freaking great. Yeah. Uh, the, the cast... But I the just the dynamic between the cast and how they talk to each other just works so well. It's like um, what is that? What is it? It's like uh, 
kind of like that blue collar talk from the thing that we had talked about. Yeah. It's like that, and they just do it so good. In uh, their mission, like, it just makes sense. The ship design's so smart. Uh, everything just feels so real in this movie. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I, yeah, we went straight to the Lovecraft and the horror, but, like, coming up to the ship, it is top like top level sci-fi. You know when like they have to go out and fix some of the shields and they have to rotate the the ship so the sun's not directly on them and then it starts to come back and like things disintegrating in the sun is fucking cool. You know? Yeah. Like just anything that goes outside that shield just fucking burns up instantly and melts. I love that shit. It's Alex Garland. Who? Alex Garland wrote this movie. The guy who did Annihilation and Ex Machina. Oh. No wonder we like this movie. Yeah. This yeah. is incredible. He just wasn't quite into directing yet. So they gave it to Danny Boyle. My God. I bet it would have been better if he directed it. Oh, yeah. I hate Danny Boyle's style of directing. Yeah. It's so annoying. But, yeah, I mean... Like, yeah, up until... We find out that it's Lovecraftian. It is, I mean, top top level sci-fi. Yeah, and it's um, and like they, it just makes things so intense. Like the scene where they have to shoot themselves from the one one ship to the other is yep. so intense. Yeah, it really is. And it it doesn't give the audience time to think. Like um, they're like, this is what's happening. Here's our plan, and then they start wrapping themselves in the freaking insulation. Yeah, and in a lesser movie, all of them would have made it, you know? No. But, like, this one, like, one of them's got to stay behind, and one of them doesn't make the, the, the travel. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just... It's... And then right after that, they're, like, thinking that because they because they lost them, too, we only need to kill one more, and one of them, one of the dudes is already losing his shit. The one that... He thought he thinks that the uh, he didn't rotate the sh- the stuff, so he thinks it's all like he just killed the entire the captain. planet. It was the captain. Really. Well, he killed the pl- he killed the captain, but he also thinks he killed the entire planet yeah, because yeah. he broke the ship, and he's depressed. So they're, they're just gonna go kill him. Basically, they decide. Yeah. Well, they vote, and the one woman says no, and Chris Evans is like, it don't matter what you say, actually. Yeah. <laughs> and then you think they're in the clear, and then the fucking the ship. What's the ship's name? Oh, God. It's fine. doesn't matter. Yeah. The ship's like, oh, no, actually, there's another person on the board. Unknown. Yeah, yeah you guys are like, running out of oxygen. Yeah, you're running out of oxygen because there's someone on the board that you don't know. And it's just like, the movie shifts, and you're just like, what is going on? It's yeah. fucking awesome. Yeah, it is freaking cool. Um, so what did you give, end up giving this movie? I gave it an 8.5. 8.5. Would you give it? I gave it a nine. I'm down. I'm fine with going up to a nine. Yeah. I um, when I was watching it, the whole distorting effect and it really bad at uh, it's really all Danny Boyle's decision. It's he's really bad at the fights, like when the even when like Chris Evans and Cillian Murphy's character are just like uh tussling. tussling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> funny. We both were like tussling <laughs> when, they're, when they're just tussling, like. All, all they're doing is one of them is like, has the other one wrapped around on the waist and the other one's wrapped around here. They're like kind of like a foot 
in a football position, and it's just like cut, 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 cut. Like they're not even doing anything. Yeah, you're just trying to make it seem whatever. I'm like, just just let us watch it. Yeah, they're not even doing anything where you need stuntmen, really. Right. And so that like that is what was I, what I was notching points down for because I did not like that style, especially when when Pinbacker the whole third act with Pinbacker, he's just like boom, 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 cutting for. No reason. Yeah, it's too much. And it's like, not only is he cutting, he's just got like angles like fucking up here and it's just like, yeah. it's shaking all the time. And There's this, oh, the final scene. The final, mo- oh, one thing. I did not remember going back to Earth and them seeing the sun oh, yeah, light fucking, back up. Oh, I totally, good. For- totally forgot about that. But uh, the final scene with, uh, man, I can't believe I don't remember Cillian Murphy's character's name. It's like Kona, Sinna. It's something weird like that. Yeah. Kata. No, I'm close. I don't know. Kato? I don't know. Well, anyway, when he puts off the uh, the bomb and the sun's like, the ship is going into the sun. And then he gets that moment where the sun's like, eat, the ship is literally, like the surface of the sun's right here and he gets that moment right in front of it. Yeah. Where he's just like, I don't know what he's doing. He's just like basking in it. You think that's too... You think that part ruins it for a lot of people? Because uh, I, I feel like if like our grandpa or our mom watched that, they were they, would they like, wouldn't have realized that the sun was as an entity that was influencing people. You know? Yeah, because but, because we know that I don't think it ruined like it didn't ruin it for me. No, it doesn't ruin it for me either. But it's just like you think. Yeah, it, maybe it does. Just because it's like so the whole. The whole entire time, everything's so realistic, and then that happens, and yeah, it's then... very symbolic. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it does lose people. I know the movie's not as well liked as it should be. Oh yeah, for sure. And I think that hardcore science fiction people can't stand that it turns into a Lovecraftian horror at the end, and the people that would like the Lovecraft stuff get caught up on the sci-fi stuff. And then I think just Danny Boyle's awful decision-making ruins it for some people, too. Yeah. Because That's fair. I can't. I didn't like all the, the time-distorting bullshit either, but, like, I understood it, but I still would have... I think I would have done it a different way. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. But I really do like that movie. Yeah, oh, no, it's a great movie. Um, so, all we got left is the series showdown slash main movie of The Hunger Games, Songbird, A Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Mm-hmm. Well, what'd you think about this movie? It was fine. It was just fine? It was fine. Like, it was like, it's on par with like the first Hunger Games. Uh, it's just... It they made a lot of decisions that just needed to be changed. Or Interesting, not changed or I don't know. There's a lot of just there's a lot of part of it I just didn't like. Um, I think I'm going to convince you. That you won't. I think so. No way. It's just it's like when you have a movie called The Hunger Games about the songbirds and snakes, and the Hunger Games aspect of it is the worst part, and I feel like the whole entire. Hunger Games could be cut from the movie, and then we would just be a better movie. Make it just. Yeah, the Hunger Games have always been the worst part, though, of the Hunger Games. Oh, they're not. They're not even in Mockingjay. 
Yeah, no. You know, like well, people hate those movies though. People put Mockingjay below all the all, all the other ones. I mean, Mockingjay Part One is, I think personally, is one of the best ones. But yeah, I mean, I just I get where you're coming from, but like you know, it is supposed to be. And the tone, let me tell you, everyone's all all for her singing and stuff. It didn't make sense for her to sing at the reaping. It was stupid. I was just like, I was sitting there. I'm like, what are we doing? Well, yeah. she's just a singer. I know, but it's just, it didn't make sense. When it happened, I was just like, what is going on? And then she just kept singing, and they just let her sing for, like, five minutes. And I'm just like, what is happening? Like, let's just get on going. Well, like, the, the she's, like, the inspiration for what the game's become. I know. This, this show. I know, but it's, the singing at the reaping was weird. People sing. She's a singer. That's the only way she can express herself. Yeah, I didn't like her. I, I think it's just I don't like her character at all. Really. Oh, you really don't like her character? I don't think I do, no. I, I like her character. Um, I really like the movie. Uh, I think that it succeeds where a lot of prequels fail, and it just it, it makes you understand Snow more, gives you perspective on things for that happened in the Hunger Games um, without ruining the Hunger Games trilogy, if that makes sense. You know, I think I think a lot of prequels throw a lot of bullshit at you, like, oh, here's the origin of this, and this tied in with this, and blah, blah, blah. And it, like, if you step back and look at it as a whole, it ruins things down the line. I don't think this does it. I think it enhances his character and, and why he's so obsessed with Katniss, you know? Because... There's just the parallels between Lucy Gray and Cadness are crazy, um, and I really liked it. I think that the Hunger Games is the weakest part, but I think it's meant to be the weakest part because this is a, a story about how the Hunger Games went from being just killing some kids in an arena to this spectacle that everyone waits for every year yeah it's, they don't even get a reward their reward is you survive yeah, yeah. and i think that i mean I'm, I'm pretty sure snow is the is the one that comes up with this reward system because he knows that he knows that you need the fear but you need that little bit of hope to keep everyone in control yeah um i think the movie should have been Two movies, like a lot of people were saying. Definitely. Um, just because there's a lot of ground to cover. Then you could have made The Hunger Games interesting. Yeah, you could have made... I think the first movie could have been just up, up until The Hunger Games ends. You know, and you could have really spent your time like an hour before The Hunger Games, an hour of The Hunger Games. Yeah, and, and yeah, the, the first movie could have ended when... He gets sent to where he gets sent to. Right. Like, when they, they tell him that. And then the, the second movie just pick up when he gets there. Yeah, and they could have really fleshed out everything. Um, but I, I, I don't think that it was so cut back that it makes it bad or anything. I, I really enjoyed the movie. Uh, it's pretty hard to talk about without spoiling. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll just go ahead. We'll go ahead. And... Okay. Well, let's um, let everyone know what 
we're doing for next week for the people who won't do the spoilers. Yeah, we'll rank this, though. Oh, I give it a 7.5. It gives it a 7.5 today. Or right today. now. Today. <laughs> but I promise you, watch the movie, come back, watch the spoilers. He's going he gonna to be at least 8.5. No way. Uh, I give it a 9. Jesus that's insane. It's not insane. The movie is fucking incredible. And Snow is... is No, it doesn't make sense. It does make sense. No, the, where Snow is at the end of this movie does not akin him to where he is in Hunger Games. What are you talking about? What? Next week. Oh, we have to do the, the, the series showdown breakdown. Oh. Okay. Uh, well, I know what mine would be. Should we compare and then see where we would move something? So, yeah, I mean... We're catching Fire is probably number one. Catching Fire is number one. Yeah. I would put this as number two. See, I would put Mockingjay Part 1 as number two. And then I would put... Mockingjay 3, Mockingjay 1, Hunger Games. Mockingjay 3? Or Mockingjay 2, Mockingjay 1, Hunger Games. Sorry. Uh, see, I would do Mockingjay 1, this, probably. And then Mockingjay 2, and then Hunger Games. Yeah, so that's not that bad. You, you don't hate the movie. No, I don't hate the movie. I think it's enjoyable. I just... Um, there's a lot of problems I have with it. Yeah. And then we should talk about our initial thoughts for our series showdown for next, that we're starting next week, too. Yeah. What are we doing? Oh, big one. So, yeah, because we did uh, the series showdown in the main movie together, it kind of fucked it all up. Yep. We'll do just. You, do you want to just go into spoilers and. We got to tell people if they don't want spoilers what we're doing next week. That's true. Okay, so next week. We will be watching Melancholia, which we've never seen. Correct. Uh, the main movie will be Godzilla Minus One. And the series showdown, we will be doing The Hobbit or and The Lord of the Rings. We will be watching chronologically, not release date. You know, we'll be watching The Hobbits first. Yeah, Hobbits first. Uh, we're going to do two Hobbit, or two movies a week. Yeah, is that, will that be weird once we get to the, when we wa we'll watch Battle of Five Armies and then the Lord of the Rings, the first one? Do you know that's weird? I think it's a little weird. But I think spending three weeks on The Hobbit is a long time, too. Yeah. Well, we could do a 2-1, two, 2-1. One, two, one. Like, watch the first two Hobbits. I don't think it's that weird to do The Hobbit and, the, and Fellowship. Yeah, I guess not. It'd be fun to talk about the different tones. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll do that. Um, since we're starting a new series next week, what are, what are your thoughts on this series before you rewatch it? I mean, I mean, this is a this is well, the reason when we come up with these ideas to watch it. I've, this this one was just because oh, I don't know if I've watched Lord of the Rings this year, <laughs> you know, because it's my once a year viewing. So I was like, well, let's just get that. Let's just watch that. Yeah. Um, incredible. Have an absolute blast watching them. I even have fun watching two of the three Hobbits. Yeah. Um, I'm actually excited to watch Five Armies again. 
just to maybe hopefully like it better or or maybe worse we'll see yeah um, i uh or just sit down and be in the right mindset to just enjoy it yeah i think that's one of the things I, i've only re-watched all of the hobbit movies so i watched them all in theaters obviously and i've only re-watched them like back to back one time and it did help yeah. you know especially when you know what you're going in for um but yeah the the, the lord of the rings are fucking cl- they're classics yeah like, they're I'm fucking just gonna, i'm just gonna have amazing. a so fun that's just gonna be a is this just gonna be a good time <laughs> yeah and i really do i also enjoy the hobbits one and two and i don't care that they're a little a little goofy a little like the the hobbit was written for kids and then the Lord of the Rings was not written for kids. And so for the movies to be a little bit, like they're a lot more CGI, they're a little bit sillier. It's fine for me. Yeah. Uh, well, I think that, I still think that Battle of the Five Armies is going to be significantly lower than everything else. Like, Obviously, the Lord of the Rings aren't going to go below a fucking eight. There's no way. Oh, no. I'm not even sure they're going to go below a nine. Yeah, I don't think so either. Uh, Hobbits 1 and 2 are definitely going to stay, I think, an eight or above for me. Yeah. But Battle of Fire Armies might be... Seven. It could even be lower than a seven. It's that bad. Which is... It's going to be fun to just see how bad it is, you know? Yeah. I don't know if I've ever um, watched these movies, like, through a through a magnifying glass like I do for the show. Oh, either. yeah. Yeah. So that'll be fun. And we're going to watch the extended versions of everything? Yeah. Yeah. Plus, I know so much more about Tolkien lore because of the TV show and I, the guy I watch on, online. Uh-oh. Oh, my God. You got a, you got a, a Lord of the Rings YouTuber? Uh, He's like a TikToker, but yeah, he is. I know so much stuff, it's stupid. It's so stupid. Uh, that's one of those things I've never gone deep because... Oh, it's, it's all it's fucking deep. It's gnarly. <laughs> Let me tell you, it's freaking gnarly. But yeah, yeah. So that'll be fun. Um, yeah. So that's what we'll be doing next week. For anyone that doesn't want to hear spoilers for the series or for Songbird and Snakes, mm-hmm. uh, thanks for listening. It is two guys and some movies. Yeah. Formerly known as Reels. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, thanks for listening everywhere podcast youtube on monday yeah and uh yeah thanks for listening for everyone sticking around we will go into spoilers and the changing of his ranking for the song burdens yeah right it won't happen let me hear your problems go ahead well i think snow at the end of the so one my biggest problem is snow turns too fast he just like it's just like a almost like a, a sanity switch flips in his head and he just goes crazy. Um, but there's an interesting there's one thing I do like. It's his little saying. It's like his little Game of Thrones saying, you know, like a Lannister always pays his debts. It's like snow always lands on top. Yeah. And uh, I really like that because that is what he makes when he sends the clip, the recording of his friend. Sejanus. 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 That's pretty funny. Uh, dude, Sej- the guy playing Sejanus looks just like Vince Demelio. Dem- 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 
No, they Vincent Defelio, De yeah. Deferino? Sure, yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? He does yeah. look like him. Look man. just freaking like him. I'm like, you could just get but anyway. Um He sends that clip of him? Yeah, I know. I'm trying to think of it's like he sends it. It was a it's a it's a tough decision, right? Because he knows he he loves her and he wants to stay with her. But he also knows that his family's doing bad in the capital. And so he sends the clip because he's like, oh, this will put me in good graces. And then I can save my family. So all I can, now all I got to do is convince her to come with me to the capital. But I don't think he'd be mad at her for wanting to stay like he is. Well, he's very possessive of her. Like he... Okay. So... You think that his he had a switch there in the cabin. I don't think so. I think that he's always been like that. He just... Okay. <laughs> I don't think that he necessarily actually loves her. I think that he met her and he needed to make her a spectacle in the games. And he needed her to live. And because he needed all of that, but she's also just this gorgeous, charming woman that his, what he's trying to accomplish becomes becomes blurry. He's trying to keep her alive so that he wins this money, but he also kind of likes her. And it becomes this thing where like, is he keeping her alive because of the money or is he keeping her alive because he feels something for her? And I don't think he knows what he's doing. Well, that's why. She asked that. Yeah. And he's just like, why can't it be both? Because it, but it, but like, it can't, you know? It, I mean, I guess it could, but he, he likes the idea of her. And he, when he moves to 12 and you even, like, he even starts to believe that he loves her and he's completely fine with staying with her. But right when he gets offered an officer position, he doesn't even it doesn't even second guess it. He's just like, I'm going to district two. He tells his he tells uh, his family that he's got this job that he's going to go to district two, and it's not even a question of it. it, it I'm not going to go if she says she's not going to go. It's just I'm going without her. He wasn't even going to tell her. Yeah. Um, and then uh that happened the, the the rebel thing happens where he catches them with the guns and he has to kill the mayor's daughter because if she goes and has something done about Lucy he's going to be thrown into it just out of approximation to her and when he does that and then he gives the guns away to the dude he realizes he can't have the future that he wanted so now Living with her is the best solution, if that makes sense. Yeah. But the moment he sees the gun again, he knows, Lucy knows, everyone fucking knows that now he can have exactly what he wanted. Because he can get rid of the guns Because he can get rid of the guns himself. So it's not a switch, necessarily. It's just he's playing a game, and he's trying to come out on top. And it was... He's going to drop Lucy and go back, to, or go be a captain in two and work his way up. And turning in his friend is going to be that boost that he needs, you know, to get back to the capital. 
and then everything goes to shit, and he's like, well, I'm just, I'm just going to live here with her, and it'll be fine. But the moment that happens, it's just like, oh, no. I can go to the Capitol. I have one loose end, and it's her. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And the, the, the reason I think that it really works well... So, the one problem I had with the movie is why do we not hear about Lucy Gray? Ever. Ever. And in the books, I don't know, they should have threw a line in here. In the books, uh, Viola Davis's character just has her wiped out from history. Because these these poorer capitals definitely don't have the, the televisions, the amount that the other ones have. It's a, it makes sense that at least... District 12 wouldn't necessarily all remember her. And because she disappears and it's 70 fucking years. 60. Oh, yeah, 60. 65. Yeah. 65 years, most of them people would be dead because they live in a poor yeah, they don't live district where they die. So it makes sense that they wouldn't remember her. Um, but what I really love is that Katniss reminds him of her but he can't let anyone know that she's this fucking she's not super she's not as charming as Lucy Gray but she's you know a hothead from District 12 who pretends to love PETA to win the games and he, in his mind she was pretending to so, love him to win the games even though I think that she really did love him and even part of him I think really did love her it just it, he didn't. He loved his ambition and everything else more. He's a sociopath. Like, it, well, it, it's. I think it's part of that, but I also think he still cared for his grandma and his cousin, too. Well, I don't know because even her, even Tigress, was like, "You look like your dad," and it was like a disappointing. You look like your dad. Oh yeah, because she said that her his dad didn't have. Um, what did she say about his eyes? There was, like, no warmth in his eyes, or, like, he was, like, a cold-blooded... Yeah, his killer. dad is an evil man. Yeah. You know, he's the one that came up with the idea for the Hunger Games. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, even she was, like, you're just... You turned into your dad. And, like, Peter Dinklage, his, the whole reason he's been trying to keep Snow down is because he knows that he has that ambition and that that coldness that his dad had, and he can't let him get any power you know this whole time the whole time you're thinking Peter Dinklage is just against him just to be against him is like he's trying to help people he wants the games to end yeah. and he knows that someone like Snow will keep it going I really love all of that I don't know why you didn't like that and like the hanging tree is written about him yeah I know so Katniss turning it into this fucking rebel song has to irk him to the core and like that's why he doesn't see coin in the uh, in the hunger games that's why he's so focused on her and like during catching fire when he's like convince me that you love him it's not it's not that he wants her to convince him it's that he knows that she's like lucy gray and lucy gray betrayed him and didn't love him and he's gonna prove that District 12 girls are these fucking bitches. Betrayed him. He thinks 
she betrayed him. Yeah, because he's a sociopath. That's, that's all that matters, is that he thinks that she betrayed him. Uh, but it's like... We don't even know if she was going to betray him or not. Well, no, she <laughs> definitely would have lived with him. Well, she when, when she leaves to go get the Katniss, right? Because mm-hmm. that's right before she's, she said... That's right before she finds out that he killed three people, he said. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, she said three. I only know of two or whatever, and then he does it myself. So then there he's thinking like, oh, her biggest thing is trust. So I can't. Now she's now she can't trust me because I just slipped up. So now she's just gonna leave when she goes to get the Katniss. Yeah. And uh, we don't even know what she's thinking in that moment either. So well, we don't know if she was just gonna dip and leave or. That's one hundred percent what she was thinking. She was gonna leave. Oh yeah, because well, you said she was gonna live with him. Well, well, up until that moment, like all all the way up until the cabin, mm. she was definitely down to live with him. But in the cabin, I mean, after all the red flags that she's had, is the final like she 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 sees that there's no changing him, you know. And in his mind, you know, after all this time, all those years go by, he got what he wanted. He got his power. All his ambitions paid off. He has everything, but he doesn't have the love that he left behind, you know? Yeah. Well, it's interesting because we don't ever get to see him with his wife. So, yeah. Like, we have no idea what their relationship's like. And I, I, I remember them, I, I think in the book they talk about it, but it's just like, it's just one of those, it's a political marriage, I think, and he definitely has kids, but he doesn't like any of them, I don't think, mm-hmm. you know? Uh because because his ambition just wouldn't allow it he sees them as a as a weakness you know mm-hmm. a way to hurt him so he always keeps them at arm's distance i believe so i, I just I, I, I find it fascinating i really liked it yeah well there's like a lot of stuff in the movie that i like and stuff i just i think the way the movie the movie's just poorly paced i was bored most of the time oh see i was never bored uh, really, most of the Hunger Games. Yeah, I mean the Hunger Games, because Peter Dinklage character is the. Well, he, he's trying to make it stop, essentially. Yeah. So he's not trying to make it exciting. He's basically like wants it to be as quick and painless as possible, so that it's just over, you know? Because he he basically believes he's the reason all these people are dead you know Mm. um so i think the hunger games are supposed to be they're supposed to be boring i don't think anyone had the idea of it being anything but an arena where no one can hide until this one when hiding spots popped up on accident because of a rebel attack you know the reason they're called the Hunger... This is a... I don't know how this has been overlooked. The reason they're called the Hunger Games mm-hmm. is because when the victor gets more food for the whole district for yeah. that whole year. Right. Right? But they don't have that in this one. There's no... The only person who gets anything for the victor is the... Uh, whatever Snow is to her, the mentor. Right? They don't get a thing. So why would they call it the Hunger Games? Well... If that wasn't the initial prize... 
you know, that's a plot point. That's a plot hole. Because he does give, he does uh, give, he, he says something about giving the district extra food for winning in this movie. Oh, he does? Yeah, but he was the first one to do it. Who was? Snow. Oh. He, he like, I know when, when she won some, or something, he says something about giving the victor extra food for something. But maybe it was just not important to this movie, and it, it was in all of them. Yeah, it, it's possible, but I, they, they, I feel like they say that they just don't win anything. Yeah, but I don't know. Who knows? I do like your all your points. And, like, the fact that he's just always been... It's just something I didn't see. I was blinded by the love. Right. I guess. I was blinded by his love for her. Yeah. Which, so... It was hard for me to see all the things. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I think they really did love each other. I just think that he loved the capital and the ambition more. The games. He loved... Everything's a game to him his entire life. I would be excited to see a new movie where he's the new game maker. Yeah. I don't know if that's like historically he that's what he becomes, but that's what it seems like Viola Davis is like you're going to be my protege. I'm pretty sure he I'm pretty sure he is a game maker and because he's just he takes the games from what they are and turns them into what they become. He works his way up and literally gets uh you know voted for president because of all that. Because he's just so loved in the capital. Yeah, and another thing from this movie is that they should make a movie what happens between him and Tigress? Well, I think we saw it. I think it just, he becomes his dad and they just drift. You really think so? Yeah. Dang. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I like, I don't know, man. I really, it's just, it's just, it just, I just kept thinking about things and how she correlates with Katniss and how Katniss and Peter's relationship correlated with hers and Snow's, and it all just, it fucking is good. So I really liked it. Yeah. I'll go up to eight. Exactly. I'll go up to an eight. 8.5? 8.5? Yeah, maybe on a second watch. Uh, exactly. Maybe when I can notice I forgot. I told you. Yeah. I told you. Um, yes, yeah, so that's everything. Um, so yeah, next week, Melancholia. We start The Hobbit. We're watching Hobbit 1 and 2. Yeah, Hobbit Hobbit 1 and Desolation of Smaug. And we're going to see Godzilla Minus tomorrow. zero. Yeah. Minus one. Minus, minus one. Isn't there a minus <laughs> zero, too? Uh-uh. Everyone thought it was going to be called Godzilla Zero. And then the, tr- the trailer came out, and it was Godzilla Minus One. Like, up until the trailer came out, everyone was like, Godzilla Zero. And it was almost like... That was what the title was. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, yeah. super pumped about that. My yeah, God. me too. I'm fucking excited. It's gonna be awesome. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening. Two boys and a two men and a podcast. <laughs> two oh. guys. <laughs> two <laughs> guys in a movie. <laughs> two guys in some movies. Two guys in some movies. Formerly known as Reels. <laughs> Formerly known as Reels. <laughs> Still yeah. have the Reels logo on everything because I don't have another logo. <laughs> yeah. We'll work on it. Yeah, it'll be fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, every Monday, podcast services, YouTube. And that's a wrap. Yep.